Life is going to give you challenges, struggles. It's going to force you to face your fears. Even though these may feel like your worst enemy, in truth, these are actually your greatest allies. My name is Lance Isios. Welcome to the University of Adversity. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to University of Adversity. This is your first time tuning in. Welcome to the family. All you regular listeners, welcome back. If you are watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and that bell to stay on top of the episodes. And if you do get value from this, leave us a comment. It's always appreciated. And if you are listening to this on audio, on all the podcast platforms, subscribe or follow whatever the option is there on those. It's greatly appreciated. Also, you guys, if you do get value from this, if you want to give back and support the show, share it. Sharing is caring. That's how you can share. That's how you can support. It's really important. And yeah, we always want to hear. So if you get a, you feel called to do a review, it's always greatly appreciated. All right. Today's guest, he is a celebrity cosmetic dentist and has been practicing for over 30 years in Beverly Hills and has had a career that is unparalleled to any other dentist in history. He has transformed the smiles of celebrities such as Katy Perry, Usher, Anthony Hopkins, Fergie, Hugh Jackman, Michael Strahan, Jessica Simpson, Mark Wahlberg, and Eva Longoria, among many others. Elon Musk, Richard Branson, the list goes on. Dr. Bill Dorfman was the only dentist featured on ABC's hit show Extreme Makeover and is currently a reoccurring guest host on the CBS Emmy-awarded daytime talk show, the doctors. This guy's awesome. He's referred to as the Michael Jordan of dentistry. He's also appeared on numerous TV shows such as Larry King Live, Oprah, Access Hollywood, E, Extra, and Entertainment Tonight. He is also the founder of Discus Dental, one of the world's leading dental companies that he helped lead the company from its inception to more than 1.3 billion in sales, primarily award-winning tooth whitening products such as Zoom and Bright Smile. You guys might know about these. They're very popular in the, back in the day. Super awesome. Dr. Bill has also received 20 Lifetime Achievement Awards, two Guinness Book of World Records Awards, is a New York Times bestselling author, and was the first dentist ever knighted by the Royal Order of Constantine. He is also a passionate philanthropist Together with country singer Garth Brooks and the Crown Council of Dentists, he has helped raise more than $44 million for children's charities. He is also the founder of the nonprofit LEAP Foundation. LEAP is a week-long motivational leadership program taught at UCLA every summer to more than 400 students between the ages of 15 to 25. He's had a lot of the big names such as Mark Wahlberg and other celebrities that help with that also. And this was one of the things that I was really excited about was talking about this because these causes are so important. And when you reach that level of success, it's important to give back. And his philanthropy and what he's done and the causes that he's worked with over the years is really inspiring. So I know you guys will love this episode. So without further ado, Please welcome Dr. Bill Dorfman to the University of Adversity. And here we go. Dr. Bill Dorfman, welcome to University of Adversity, my man. That's a beautiful office you have there. <laughs> Thank you. It's all virtual. Yeah, it's, uh, it's so great to have you on, man. And, you know, 
looking at what you've been able to achieve and, you know, all the different things that you've, you've done, I'm really excited to kind of dive into this. And, you know, where I would love to start is how does somebody, like when you're young, like how does somebody become, first of all, a dentist? I want to w- walk us through like your journey. If, if, was that something that you wanted to do when you were younger? And what was that journey like for you? And how, what did that look like? Well, I can literally say I fell into dentistry. Uh, I was two and a half. I was roughhousing around in my living room. I fell down. I hit a coffee table and I knocked out all of my upper baby front teeth. So as a result, I had to have multiple dental visits, surgeries and whatnot. And where most normal kids would probably have become super scared and freaked out, I was just intrigued by the whole thing. I was never normal. I was the most abnormal kid you've ever met in a weird way. And I always knew I was different. I don't know what it was about me, but like none of this freaked me out. I was just like, okay, you know, and, and then I'm the oldest of five kids. So when my siblings would come to the dentist, I would just sit there and watch a lot. And I thought, this is so cool. I want to do this one day. It, it was just, I don't know. It was just kind of like meant to be. And, um, you know, the other thing is too, Lance, I was never a little kid ever. I was like, I was like, like, like that cartoon, like the baby movie. Like I was a grown person in a kid's body. I came home from, from, from nursery school, you know, and, and I'll never forget my, my parents said, how was school today? I'm like, you know, it was really good, but the kids in my class are so immature. I was like four. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I never, I never got like being a kid. I didn't, I remember when I was six, I came home from school one day and I said to my parents, we need to have a conference. They're like, a conference? What do you mean a conference? So I sent my parents down. I said, well, you know, I can read. They said, yeah, and you read very well. I said, so therefore, I don't think I need to go to school anymore. I'll just read everything I need to learn. They're like, no, you're going to keep going. I'm like, okay. And and that was the other thing. Like, I didn't argue with my parents. Like, I actually even, I'm 62 now. I asked my mom and dad. You look great. What's that? You look great. Some lady yesterday told me she thought I was 28. I'm like, like, you're 62? I I said, how's your vision? (laughs) <laughs> but uh, I, I asked my mom and dad, I said, you know, this is a weird question, but like, I don't ever remember getting in trouble as a kid. Like, did I? They're like, you yeah, know, I'm like, well, ever? They're like, eh, no. And I think like, I was always the one like to take the easiest path, you know, like, why should I do something that's going to get me in trouble when I can do the right thing and not get in trouble? I, I don't know. I, I know I'm not normal. I've never, ever, ever been normal. But on the other hand, you know, I think that's why I have such a, a, a problem with people that are so such followers, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't follow. I, give me the info. Let me analyze it. And then I'll figure out what I want to do. I, 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 I'll never forget it. 
you know, ABC put me on Extreme Makeover. And that was a huge, huge, huge boost in my career. I mean, it was the first time ever that dentistry was not only highlighted in a positive way, like it wasn't Little Shop of Horrors or any of that, but it was on primetime TV right. and it went worldwide, you know? And it, it was an amazing experience. And, you know, I realized really early, like dentistry, easy. TV, not so easy. And I've always been super honest with myself. And I watched the first few episodes. I said, I literally stink. <laughs> like I'm, I'm the worst part of the show. So instead of waiting to get fired, I was proactive. I took acting classes, hosting classes, improv classes. You know, I, I worked with a media trainer. I hired the woman, the best, the woman who worked with all the kids on American Idol. And I had her sit with me and teach me how to do what we're doing right now. Cause you don't learn that in dental school, mm. you know, because I didn't want to get fired. And as a result, my company exploded. I mean, you know, I, I told you I invented Zoom. That product, we went from my first year on the show, we had kind of plateaued in sales at 64 million. My first year on Extreme Makeover, we did 101, then wow. 136, then 200 million in sales. <laughs> so, it, and by the way, Lance, I was the only person on the show that didn't get paid. They paid the, the makeup artists, the hairstylists, the weight trainers, the plastic surgeons, everybody except me. And I tell kids who come to my LEAP program, and we'll talk about LEAP in a little bit. It's a yeah. motivational leadership program for high school and college kids. There will be life-defining moments. Sometimes you plan them, sometimes you don't. And I literally made one of the most fortunate life-defining moments that was completely unplanned. We, we shot the pilot for Extreme Makeover in October 2003. And all they had me do was Zoom tooth whitening on these three patients. No biggie. And ABC said, Doc, you know, what's our reimbursement? I'm like, you know, I own the company. Like, you don't have to pay me. No biggie. Then we go into our first season, 24 episodes. First patient, first episode, need 20 porcelain veneers, 10 uppers, 10 lowers. We were charging $1,500 at the time. So that would have been a $30,000 case. ABC freaked out. They're like, are you kidding? I'm like, well, no, no, that's what dentistry costs. They said, well, we didn't budget that for dentistry. Um, can you just do three veneers? I'm like, yeah, no. Like three? No. So I said, I'll make a deal with you. And this was a life-defining moment for me. I said, I will do all of the dentistry for free if you guys will highlight Zoom tooth whitening in every episode. They said, fine. Smart. Now, that would never happen in reality TV today. But we were the birth of reality TV. They, they didn't know. So they're like, fine. And my company exploded. Exploded. Mm -hmm. I mean, people were walking into dental offices saying, I want to be Zoomed. I could almost cry. <laughs> That's how happy it made me. And the beautiful thing about what I did on Extreme Makeover was, you know, the, the saying, a rising tide raises all ships. Hmm. It wasn't like my dental office. Every dental office in North America, your country too, saw an increase in cosmetic dentistry by up to 40 to 50% because people got it. Like 
you know, people might have criticized, okay, they didn't need liposuction or a breast oil, but nobody ever watched a single episode of, of Extreme Makeover and said, nah, keep them with the bad teeth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, people were pretty universally in support of fixing their teeth. That's the truth, man. That's one of those things that people really look at, and rightfully so. You know, when somebody smiles and it, it gives somebody such confidence in their body. And totally. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. And, and it's one of those things that you're right. Nobody's going to say, criticize somebody with good teeth or a smile because it's totally. It, yeah. yeah. They could say like, she didn't need that. He didn't need yeah. that. But nobody said, oh no, leave him with the janky teeth. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you even told me, you know, I, I, you, I said, you, you have a really beautiful smile. You go, yeah, I fixed it. <laughs> Oh yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's, it's, it's all right. It used to be a lot worse, but it's getting there. It's getting there. <laughs> I like it. And I'm a cosmetic dentist, so you're doing good. Thanks, man. So what did that, what kind of challenges did that bring? Because like all of a sudden you're the hot spot. Everybody's talking about it. Like what are some of the challenges that came with that from growing so fast? Like, what did you have? Well, how I'll did you adapt you to that? Uh, you know, I took the bull by the horn. So my deal with ABC was this, promote Zoom in every episode, mention Da Vinci veneers in every episode, because I didn't want to have a $20,000 lab bill to pay when I wasn't getting paid. And number three, I'm the only dentist. And there, we had 15 plastic surgeons, but if you walk, go back and watch, the only dentist on the show was me. Why? Yeah, I'm a control freak. I didn't want them to have some hack dentist doing a bad job. And then people might think it was me. Mm. Plus I'm so well connected through the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry that my goal was once I finished doing your teeth, Lance, I'm not just going to let you go home and have your teeth fall apart. I called a friend of mine in your area and I said, Hey, can you take care of this patient for free for a year? Just to make sure that they actually, you know, got the idea of cleanings and checkups and all that. After that, they're on their own. But it worked. I mean, I still get emails and, and letters and things from these people that we did on Extreme Makeover in 2003. I talked to Kene yesterday, who was one of my first patients on the show, you know, and she's asking me to do some podcasts for an organization she's with. So, I mean, it, 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 it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. What was it like when you know, being able to connect with all of these big names and big public figures and celebrities and, and getting all of that attention. Like what that was, was that really like? crazy because I grew up really poor in a yeah. very, very remote part of the San Fernando Valley, right? So I start working in cosmetic dentistry and I'll never forget, I was working in two offices. One was a guy named Bud Hoffman and the other who's still alive. The other was a, uh, was a guy named Stanley Vogel who we lost. And Stanley was like the quintessential Hollywood dentist. And I remember my first day in his office, I saw Flip Wilson. I don't even know if he's still alive. He was the biggest, hilarious comedian at the time. Linda Evans, who was the star of Dynasty back in the day. Yeah. And, and Senator Tunney. Like I see these three patients. I was like so starstruck. And, um, you know, it, it was kind of a crazy thing. Um, at the same time, I was starting my own practice. 
and I was dating a young lady named Mary and Mary worked at William Morris. And so she's introducing me to all the people she's working on. These were all these young agents. Well, all those young agents are now old farts like me. And over the years, they've been sending me patients and patients and patients and patients and patients. So, you know, I've had the honor and privilege of treating, you know, Mark Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Eva Longoria, Katie Perry, Kathy Bates, Paula Abdul, um, uh, Usher, Michael Strahan. I mean, I could, my, I can go on my website. I mean, yeah. it's been tremendous. And I mean, where else in the world do you get to sit in a room and have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with Elon Musk? You know what that's like? And I, and I just keep, I pitch myself and go like, I'm just a dentist. It's, it's really, it's, it's a charm. It's so fun. Yeah. And there's like a certain amount of a bond you create. Cause it's such a trust. It's such a, it's such an intimate space. Yeah. It's their people mouth. Will, and it's like, it must be just amazing. Change their dentists. We have almost the highest retention of any profession. Like wow. once you go to a dentist that you trust, I have, I've been practicing 40 years now. I have wow. patients that have been in my practice for 40 years. Wow. In fact, I had a young woman, a young woman, she's my age, come in like three <laughs> weeks ago. She goes, Doc, how long have I been coming here? And I look at her and try like 38 years. She goes, oh my God, you know, you're my longest male relationship. <laughs> mm. Wow. Who... Who is somebody that really impacts you or impacted you over the years that you're just like, wow, this person is something special, like something that you connected on a way that maybe most haven't. Like, is there somebody that stands out to you or maybe a couple people? I know the listeners would love to probably hear. Something. I mean, there's a lot. I I'm going to pick a celebrity because she has a very, very special place in my heart. Uh, we lost her. A few years ago, she passed. Um, you won't know her, but when you Google her, you'll be amazed. She was my very, very first, like when I opened my own practice, celebrity patient. She was one of MGM's biggest stars ever. Her name was Esther Williams. Oh, I've heard of her. Yeah. Esther Williams was an Olympic diver who was gorgeous. I mean, she was five foot nine and every single square inch of her was gorgeous and this was before the days when they did all this stuff like she yeah. was just and as gorgeous on the inside as the outside she was a farm girl who you know and this was in the days when when hollywood would take you and make you a star and they taught her how to walk and how to talk and how to sing and She's the only star that MGM ever had who had two full dressing rooms. These dressing rooms were like little apartments on the lot because she had wet days and dry days. And she was a swimmer. Every movie she was in, there was some lavish water ballet diving sequence or whatever. And on those days, she was covered in Vaseline. Mm. And so they made her a dressing room with all fabrics that were tolerant to water and they did her hair with Vaseline. I mean, she did the first animated live action with Tom and Jerry underwater. It was really cool. And she had an illustrious career. And, you know, Esther 
said something to me that I have taught to thousands of kids over the years. And I think it was one of the strongest and best life lessons. And she would say to me, you know, this is something my mother told me when I was a little growing, I share it with you. When you're in a situation where there's a problem, you need to stand back and honestly assess what's going on and ask yourself this question and answer it honestly. And the question is this, how much of this am I responsible for? And for the part that you are responsible, take credit and fix. But you know, there are times in life when you're in a situation where it's really not your fault. You know, like I tell the women who sit at my front desk, you know, uh, one day Karen comes in my office just crying. I'm like, why are you crying? She goes, this woman came in and she started yelling at I said, Karen, were you polite to her? She goes, yes. I said, did you do anything to instigate this? She said, no. I said, get over it. You know, you don't know. Maybe she got in a fight with a parking attendant. Maybe yeah. she crashed her car. Who knows? She came in already loaded and ready to fire. Mm. You just happen to be the target. You can't let stuff like that bother you. If some bozo walks up to me in the middle of the street and starts telling me I'm the biggest jerk he ever met, I smile and I walk away. I don't care. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think that's one of the best things about getting older is you start to develop kind of a comfort in your skin. Like I remember when I was in high school, if I got a zip, I didn't want to go to school. I'm like, oh my God, my life is over. Know. You know, it's like, and at the end of the day, nobody knows but you. You know, mm. and I think that you need to be comfortable enough with yourself where you can weed out all this extraneous stuff. I tell my kids at Leap, you know what our biggest problem is as humans? We compare our deepest, darkest insides to everybody else's bright, sunny outside. Yeah. I have a I, I have news. We all have problems. Mm -hmm. I have problems. You have problems. We all have problems. You know, it's how you deal with them that makes you a better person. I tell my kids, don't judge people in their finest moments. Judge them in their most difficult moments because that's where their true character comes out. Yeah, that's where the character is revealed. And that's why social media can be dangerous because we compare our lives to people's highlight reels, you know? And it can be very, I mean, and it's it can really be an addicting thing. We can get caught up in just, you know, judging somebody, seeing that, and then we start to discredit our own story and our own journey. And it ruins a lot of people's, you know, their, their path, their goals, their dreams, because they're so concerned around comparing themselves to others. And it just doesn't even, it doesn't make sense because it's a completely different story, a completely different human, completely different experience. You know everything. what it is? It's Photoshopped. Yeah. There's so much of that. Yeah. So true. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I know these girls, the you know, these big influencers. Yeah. And I look at the stuff and then they come in. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. That must be so that must be so interesting for you to see the real, the realness of people and then the perception that's out there. Totally. Like, totally. Wow. That must be just like what? and it's not just visual. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I treat some of the biggest recording artists in the industry 
And when you listen to them sing on shows like the Grammys, they don't auto-tune that. It's like, wow, that didn't sound like the album. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> then you hear a real artist like Lady Gaga, she just nails it. Like what you hear there, Demi Lovato, what you hear live is what you're gonna hear. In fact, mm. Demi Lovato's live recording on the Grammys the, the year that she that that she OD'd and almost died was better than the recorded version in the studio. So they replaced mm. it. And it, I mean, if you go back and listen to it on YouTube, it, you you can't even not cry. That's how powerful that was. So, mm. you know, when you're making these comparisons, compare to the real deal, not yeah. the photoshopped. Yeah. I I got a question for you around, you know, the last year and a half and just, you know, cause everybody was obviously going through our own world adversity. Right. And I'm just curious in your profession, you know, how has that all of this impacted you and what are some of the things that you've learned and had to adjust to, you know, being in such uh, close proximity with people and people needing this work and, what was that like for you? Because I, I don't think I've, I've talked to anybody that's in this, in this profession since all of this started. So I'm really interested in hearing about that. I'm going to take this on a tangent, okay? One of the things that we teach at LEAP are mastermind groups, mm. okay? A mastermind group, what is it? Well, when I was in my early 40s, I joined an organization. It's, it's a global organization called YPO, Young Presidents Organization. And there are several chapters. I was in the uh, Malibu chapter, and there are about 60 members in that. In that chapter, they put us in small groups of 10, and we formed what's called a mastermind or a forum in YPO. That forum would meet every month for four hours. My group was nine, nine men and one woman, and we would talk about business, life, love, divorce, marriage, like everything. And what happens is over the years, you, you, you build this strong bond of trust mm. and in this friendship in, in, in a really unique way. Why does YPO work? Well, listen, I had a company with 600 employees with Zoom. When my employee had a problem, where would they come? To me. When I had a problem, where do I go? My mastermind group. So I'm in three different mastermind groups, and one of them is a dental mastermind group. And the reason I bring this up and why this is so pertinent is when coronavirus hit, we turned to the ADA, the American Dental Association, CDA, California Dental Association, for direction, zero, nothing. They knew nothing. I'm in a mastermind group with dentists, and together we brainstorm and we came up with protocols for how to operate in the safest and the best way. And then we published that to the whole dental community. And these guys in my group are brilliant. And we came up, I have not, since coronavirus started, I have not had a single employee, I should knock on wood, who has been exposed to coronavirus and gotten it from my office, nor have I had a single patient get coronavirus from my office. We followed and made our own guidelines and took precautions that weren't even published yet. I mean, I got these huge vacuums 
that I would put over your mouth because our biggest problem is the aerosol, right? And right. so, you know, in the beginning, you know, I'm breathing all this aerosol, even with masks. So I had this big suction that would suck out the aerosol and then sterilize the air and pump, pump back in the room, right? Mm -hmm. Then the BD Veritor came on the market a year ago, which gave me the ability to do COVID tests on my patients. So starting this week, actually, I have, and again, I went to the ADA and the CDA. They had no guidelines. I said, is it legal for me to ask patients to show a vaccine card? And then, 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 so I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. I mean, you can't go to pump the restaurant without a vaccine card. Mm -hmm. So I basically have my, when, when we confirm your appointment, we asked if you're vaccinated. If you are, we ask you to bring a card. If you're not, and you want to be seen in my office, you need to come in 15 minutes early and we COVID test you. Mm -hmm. And honestly, my patients have been super supportive. They're like, wow, that's so cool. We feel so good. Like, thank you for being like that. So I haven't had a single patient like, and look, I know there are anti-vaxxers out there. Fine, if that's your position, I don't agree. And I think it, it's really detrimental to our whole society, but nobody's gonna say, I won't take a COVID test. And you know, and if you won't take it, go find another dental office. I'm not willing to treat you. Yeah, I mean- I'm not gonna yeah. expose myself or my employees, you totally. know? Yeah. No, I mean, I understand. I mean, you got to, I think the stance that you have is, I mean, it's important. And I think what you're doing is great. You know, like that's, thank you. And that's, that's important because it's uh it's a big deal and you know, you have to take these things seriously and you know, it's at the end of the day, that's the precautions that have to be taken. So, I mean, well done. I just love to hear that everybody's different, different uh, their takes on what's happened. And Another thing is I want to get into more of your, also your philanthropy work. And I was looking into, you know, your background and I really admire some of the work that you've done and with charities and nonprofits and, and, and all of that. It's really awesome, man, because, you know, it's inspiring to see when somebody has so much success that you still, that you're able to give back with these really important causes. And I wanted to talk to you about that. Like, how important is that for you? Like, how in, in your journey, like, through this, and, you know, as you create more success in your life, like, how important is giving back and working with these causes and creating these different programs? I mean, the most. You know, I, I had a very influential high school teacher, and she said, if you leave this world without having made it a better place, shame on you. Mm -hmm. And my mantra for life is learn so you can earn and then return. And the second Discus Dental started making money, my partner, Robert Heyman, who grew up in a very different environment than I did. He grew up in a very, very affluent family. Um, we started giving back to the tune of, you know, we've helped raise $45 million for children's charities through our company with Garth Brooks and a group of dentists called the Crown Council. My LEAP Foundation is a motivational leadership program for high school students, 15 to 25, mm, it's amazing. Um, which is a nonprofit, which I personally help fund every year. We give 60% of the students that come to the program scholarships. And these are kids that, that are A students that come from, you know, really underprivileged families. And 
you know, the goal of LEAP is to teach students skills that they need to be successful in life. And we do it by bringing in these great speakers. And, you know, I mean, I can tell you, we've never paid a single speaker. This was the 2021 year, but you can get information at www.leapfoundation.com. Awesome. We've had Anthony Hopkins, Paula Abdul, Mark Wahlberg, Kathy Bates, Michael Strahan, mm -hmm. Usher, um, Jason Alexander. Uh, uh, I'm getting Richard Branson. Uh, I wow. mean, it, it, it's really, really phenomenal. And a lot of amazing business women and businessmen. And, you know, we teach skills that you need, like time management, money management, study skills. I do a whole thing on health and fitness, you know? Um, like I said, I, you know, I'm 62 years old and I'm as strong as I was, stronger than I was in my 20s because I know how to work out now and I know, you know, what to do. In fact, at the beginning of the pandemic, I did a, a, a layout for GQ magazine in the UK. I'm the oldest guy they ever put in their shirtless. Yeah, man, you're looking good. I saw that for everybody. Go follow him on Instagram. We'll put it in the show notes, but you're lean. You're good. You're trim, man. Looking good. Thank you. In fact, I'm probably the only person on Instagram with 1.3 million followers who actually answers all my own DMs. Good so you. if you want to reach me, just go to Dr. Bill Dorfman, D-R-B-I-L-L -L Dorfman. And I promise you the response you get is actually me. It's not some bot or something. Yeah, but what is your DM situation like? It must just be out of control. I get a lot. I, I probably get 30 or 40 a day. Wow. Okay, it takes a few minutes. Wow. So what's, what, what's next for you? Like what's the next 10 years look like for the Michael Jordan of dentistry? What you've created? Like honestly though, I, like I, look at what I'm you've created. I'm actually launching like, two big products this year, which I'm super excited about. Awesome. So, in 2010, we sold Zoom, Discus Dental, to Philips, and I had a non-compete, which has finally expired. And so I was approached by one of the biggest marketing companies in the U.S., and we're launching a new tooth whitening product, and it's phenomenal. Nice. Um, it's called Poof with three O's, P-O-O-O-F. I'm going to have to pick some of that up when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, it's not on the market yet, but... Have you ever seen those um, Crest white strips? Yeah, I've used them in the past. But yeah, not that much. people don't like them that much. They hurt your teeth. They taste bad. They, they're not comfortable. And the gross thing is at the end, you got to pull it off your teeth. Well, Poof is a strip. Uh, have you ever used a Listerine breast strip? Yeah. yeah. Those melt in your mouth. Yeah. That's a food grade quality starch. Right. Mm -hmm. So basically, we use that that matrix to hold the carbamide peroxide, which is the active ingredient in tooth whitening. So you put the strip on your teeth, and in 15 minutes, it it, it disappears, it dissolves, it melts. Amazing. It tastes really good. It doesn't hurt. It gets them white, and poof, your teeth are white in 15 minutes. I I have to ask a dentist question right now, just just cause we're. What are some tips for people for to, to, to get that pearly, the smile better or some things to avoid for, for, well, I mean, avoid stupid stuff like yeah. smoking yeah. and, you know, I mean, and go to your dentist every yeah. six months and get a cleaning, you know, and if you want to brighten up your smile, wait, poof will be on the market in the next few months. Go get poof. <laughs> awesome, man. 
if you had to leave people with one message around adversity, if they're struggling right now with whatever they're going through, what is one thing you would leave people with? with Find today? a mentor. Find a mentor. The most powerful three-letter word in the English language, ask. Ask. You know, one of the things we deal with at LEAP is, you know, struggles that people have. I mean, teenage suicide is an epidemic now. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason why it's so strong is because people feel lost and they feel like there's no hope. And just having an answer gives so much comfort. Look, if I tell you, Lance, you have this fatal disease and you're going to die, that's horrible. If I say, Lance, you have this fatal disease and if you take this pill every day, it will go away done problem solved right and i think people need to find that pill so don't suffer in silence i tell kids this all the time you need to reach out and if you don't have anybody in your life that you can reach out to call the suicide hotline there are people that care about you and want to help you you know and if it's not a suicidal thing but it's a business thing or this i mean go on the internet do research find a mentor and believe it or not, especially if you're a young person and you're trying to get started, when, when I opened up my practice in, in Beverly Hills, do you think they needed another cosmetic dentist? Heck no. You know what I did? I called the five most successful cosmetic dentists in Beverly Hills and I said, can I come in and watch you, observe you? Now we call it shadowing. That, that term wasn't even around then. And, you know, they all said the same thing to me. You're really different. I know what they meant. I'm weird. I get it. But most kids would go in there, watch them drill on some teeth and leave. That's not what I did. You know what I did, Lance? I showed up 10 minutes early. I watched how they greeted the patient. I looked at the intake forms that the patient filled out. I then watched how they brought the patient into the room. I watched how the doctor did the exam, how they presented the treatment, how they went over the payment options, how they then delivered the treatment then how they excused the patient, how they then made up the next appointment and collected money. I wanted the whole ball of wax. Nobody else did that. And it wasn't like somebody told me to do that. It just made sense to me. Well, the net result was about a year and a half to two years after I opened my brand new practice, I had the busiest, most successful practice in all of Beverly Hills by a lot. I did things no other dentist did. I advertised. Oh my gosh. Back then, that was like a like almost immoral advertise. Like why? You know, that was the mindset of the dentist. I really didn't care what dentists thought. I didn't care wow. if they didn't like me because I advertised. I was broke. I had I didn't even have a car. I was trying to support myself, support my parents, support my grand. Like I needed to make money and I knew I could deliver. I just needed patience. And so I did whatever I needed to do to get warm bodies into my office. I didn't have thousands and thousands of dollars for an advertising campaign. You know what I did? I made flyers Mm. offering great services. And I hired kids at Beverly Hills High School that's right next door to my office. I paid them, I don't know, $2 an hour. 
and they put it in all 50,000 offices in the Century City area. My wow. first month in business, I had 75 new patients. And then we switched from external advertising to internal advertising by sending those people. And it wasn't like when you came into my office, I did everything you expected. I exceeded your expectations. My goal was to have you walk out of my office and tell your coworkers, hey, you got to go to this guy. You know, their office is the best office I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. That was my goal. And it worked. I've never had a day in my office when I haven't been fully booked or busy ever since the day I opened my practice and I walk into other dental offices in my building. They're, they're like, I don't know, probably 40 dentists in there. There are days I'm, I'm like, I go into like borrow something or, and the dentist is sitting in the back, like playing video games. That's such a valuable lesson for people listening. Like not just for that profession, but like everything, you know, like you really had, like, that's like a true entrepreneurial drive you had in you. Like, you're like, look, I need to go and learn. I need to be the best. I want to be the best. What do they do? What gives the best experiences? And you created it. And just yeah, what you're talking about is like. Something. I'm going to tell you a secret that's not a secret. I have kids coming up to me all day long saying, Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill, what's the secret of success? <laughs> it's not a secret. Work your butt off. Yeah. I don't know a single successful person who doesn't work hard, not one, mm. you know, and I don't get it. Like kids today think that, oh, I'll just be an influencer. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like what gives you credentials to influence anybody? You know, you want to be an influencer in ice skating? Go be a Polo Ono. You know, you want me an influencer in business? Go be Elon Musk. What, you want to be an influencer because you're pretty and you take good pictures of yourself? I have no respect for that. Go do something. Save yeah. children. Save animals. Save the planet. Like, yeah. have substance in your life. Don't yeah. just post, like, ridiculous pictures of yourself in different colored lights and be, like, famous. For what? Yeah. Totally, man. Like have that purpose, that deep meaning, you know, in totally. Yeah. I mean, I didn't just, I, I, I didn't just go on Instagram. I, when I started Instagram, I thought, okay, what's my focus? One dentistry. So every third picture I post is dental Two, fitness. I believe that fitness is part of life. Yeah. And three leap, you know, yeah. I want kids to know if you really are serious about being successful in life, Come to our program. And now it's easier than ever because we will forever make a hybrid program. Come in person if you can, but if you can't, it's like, it's super, super inexpensive to, to do the program virtually online. Yeah. It's important what you have. Cause I can resonate with you. Like I lost my teenage brother to suicide when he was 18. Like, what is it? Four, right. eight, three or four years ago. Oh, it's okay. You know, I've, I've dealt with it, but you know, it's part of the reason what inspired me to do this show in the first place. And it's really important for like, it's, it's important for me to get involved more in these kind of conversations and these kind of causes. So it's really great that you're doing that because, you know, I think back to, you know, what if he had an option or something like that to just, just to change his mind a little bit in that moment, you know, cause sometimes we, we all have shitty days and it's like, 
what would happen if that person just had somewhere to go or just somewhere to call that would just change their thought process, right? And what you're doing is great because it gives people a chance to connect. And sometimes, most times, these things happen from a lack of connection, right? They feel alone. It's, it's the isolation. Like yeah. I said, you know, I, I tell my kids at leave, never suffer in silence. I give them all my personal cell phone. That's awesome. I say, if you have nobody in the world to turn to, my phone is on 24-7. And you know what? I can attest to the fact that I have saved over 10 kids' lives That's where awesome. I was the phone call where they were at the end. And, you know, one of the things we teach at LEAP is appreciation. We give these kids a little stack of I appreciate notes. And throughout the week, I always say, hey, you know, when somebody does something you like to say, hey, I appreciate you and, and tell them why. And, um, you know, uh, the last time we did the live program where we had like 500 kids, I got 500 I appreciate notes. Mm. And 99% of them say, hey, Dr. Bill, leap changed my life. Mm. And I know it did. And I said 99%. You know what the 1% said? Leap saved my life life. And I know it did. There are kids that come into this program that have nobody to turn to. And the first thing we do is we put them in a group with 10 other kids that want to help them succeed, that want to help them be the best version of themselves. Listen, I don't know, you know, how to navigate through life perfectly, but I can tell you this as a dad with three daughters, if I tell my daughters to do something, they're not going to do it. No way. Yeah. Now, if you're an expert in a field and you tell them to do something, they might do it. But if 10 of their girlfriends tell them to do it, guess what happens? They do it. Yeah. And that's why LEAP works. We put these kids in groups with other kids their age to support them and really help them, you know, see the light and figure things out. Mm. Love it, man. Where can we, where can we find you and find all that information for people? They want to check it out. So if people want to find out about leap. Um, again, you just go to the website, www.leapfoundation.com. Cool. Uh, this is last year's program. I think uh, the 2022 program will start around July 14th or so. We're just finalizing the dates. If anybody wants to reach me, like I said, I will answer a DM, just DM me, Dr. Bill Dorfman, D-R-B-I-L-L Dorfman. And um, I promise you, it will be me answering. Perfect. And one final thing, I too have a podcast. Yeah, um, It is ranked in the top 2% of all podcasts worldwide. Amazing. It's called Meet the Mentor. And it, you find it where you find your podcast. And I've interviewed all these amazing people that speak at LEAP. You know, Mark mm. Wahlberg, Anthony Hopkins, Kathy Bates, my friend Bebop, who's doing the Hyperloop. I'm doing Richard Branson next week. I mean, wow. they're really, really, really great interviews. And I don't know if you can see it in the back there. Can you see that 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 microphone? It's uh, a, gla a glass microphone yeah, by yeah. the screen. Yeah. I just got an award for being in the top 100 podcasts in over 100 countries. Amazing. I'm like number one in Yemen, number two in Iceland, number three. I don't know. It's crazy, cool, but uh, it's fun. We'll definitely have to tune into that. There's some great names there. 
that uh, have a lot of a uh, lot of knowledge and a lot of world experience. So that's that's awesome, man. I just thank you so much, Dr. Bill. I appreciate you coming on, man, and sharing you know a bit of your story and a bit of everything you're doing. And uh, it was awesome to have you on, man. Thank you. My pleasure, Lance. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Make sure to follow Dr. Bill. And if you're interested in Leap Foundation, go check it out. Um, it was, yeah, it was great. Had a really great conversation there. My takeaways were um, really around, I really liked taught, hearing about his story with when he, when he began as a dentist, like really figuring out like what people need and what can, how he can be the best. And by modeling successful people, and then kind of creating his own method. And as you can hear, it really matters. Your customer experience is everything. And you really want to leave people feeling amazing. And so that they tell people, and I really love those lessons that he had. And yeah, that was, it was powerful stuff. And again, the philanthropy work and, and his mission and what he's doing is really, is really great. So hope you guys got value from that. If you guys do feel called to do so, leave us a review on Apple. It's always greatly appreciated. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this or if you're watching this on YouTube. Leave us a comment, subscribe to the channel. And uh, yeah, we love you guys. We appreciate you. We'll catch you next time.